This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. I was a bouncing in and laughing as we rolled down an old dirt road. Daddy looking in his rear view, hoping that we just hang What's on. up, guys? This is episode 18 of the Always Race Day podcast. Uh, if you listen to the other 17 episodes, you're going to figure out that the uh, co host this time is not Chris Williams nor uh, Damon Helgewald. But I'm here with Carson McCarl, uh, driver of the number 27 car at the Knoxville Raceway in the weekly 410 class. You aren't changing numbers or anything, right? No, no, no. I'll stay in the same number. How's uh how's your off season been? I know the the engine shortage kind of derailed a lot of stuff uh kind of through the year. Has that gotten better? Have you noticed it at all? Uh it's definitely gotten better. It's better than it was, you know, May, June. We actually we had a little rough go there and blew a couple of motors in the middle of May and uh it was kind of tough to find one because you know the shortage was no secret. So nobody wanted to sell anything or anything like that. So it was pretty tough, but we were able to make it work and uh, got through it. And now we're definitely uh, we're sitting a little better this off season than we were last year. So hopefully we can, you know, not you know avoid those problems. Absolutely. And I want to uh, I want to we're, we're going to kind of shoot the shit around here uh, and talk about a little bit of everything. Um, and my like Twitter it. my Twitter all day on Monday was kind of filled with uh, insert uh, day of scheduled game um, and insert team name has pulled out because of COVID. Uh, and so the game is either <laughs> postponed or canceled. Um, we're in sprint car racing here. The drivers do not come within six feet of each other, uh, even when they're in the cockpits. Usually, uh, in, a, in an ideal in an ideal race where there's not a big wreck, right? What's it like? Uh, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes they do get closer. So it's, it's crappy, but <laughs> <laughs> what's it like? Kind of seeing uh, all these cancellations and stuff, and and just knowing that. You know, we we're we're kind of in a good spot as far as racing and the sport of motorsports goes, as uh, to keep kind of COVID away from that stuff. Yeah, you know, we were kind of we kind of got lucky in twenty twenty two. You know, we uh, we you know we had that little bit there. You know, where everything was canceled, but we kind of got going before everybody else did. So that was kind of nice. We were able to do races without fans, which sucked, but you know, we were at least able to go to work and do our thing. But I think um, I think with the current state of racing and sprint car racing is so healthy right now that uh, I don't think we should have any issues with that. And uh, I think we'll have a full blown season like we always have. Yeah, And don't let me forget about the sprint car is healthy comment. But if you guys don't know, and I didn't really know the McCarls a ton at the time, I'd kind of talked to Austin. Uh, and then I found out one of my really good friends is uh, good friends with Carson. Um, but Carson's dad, Terry, put on a race at Park Jefferson, right? Um, it was one of the first sporting events back from COVID. I think, you know, I think it really was the first sporting event, probably definitely in the United States, probably in the whole world. You, you know, know how many sports I follow. I think that was the first race, but I didn't know. I had never heard of Park Jefferson. I had hardly talked to your family, all three of you. 
Um, mm-hmm. At least now I'm like more entrenched in the sport. Like that, thankfully, <laughs> like it's it's much better knowing stuff. Um, and I'm not talking about source information and, and breaking news and shit. I'm just talking about familiarization. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, I think it was the first uh, actual like thing we had back. Yeah, well, because, you know, South Dakota really didn't have any restrictions, you know, compared to everybody else. And actually, we were going to have, they pretty much said that we could have fans in the stands and everything, but we just decided, you know, with COVID being so fresh and everything, and we didn't know what was going to happen. You know, we decided just to not to. But, you know, South Dakota was wide open and, uh, you know, Park Jefferson wanted to put on a race and, you know, my dad, uh, he ain't scared of nothing. So, you know, he, we were able to pull it off and uh, it was really great. And it kind of got, kind of showed everybody else, showed the outlaws in Knoxville and everybody else that like, hey, you know, we can get back to work and we can do this. Absolutely. And then, uh, you know, the 2022 season for sprint car racing is, I'm more pumped for this season than I have been for anything that I've seen in the past. And I, I've gone back and watched old races and uh, kind of looked at stats and who was driving what cars and that type of stuff. Uh, historical stuff from the past decade that I missed, you know, growing up and barely knowing anything about the sport. Um, but Casey Kane running full time with the Outlaws, like that moved the needle for me last week a ton. Yeah, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't really shocked by it. You know, it's one of those deals, uh, you know, if you can get the sponsorship and he's a good enough driver, you know, he's going to be out there. And uh, so that didn't shock me too much. But it's it's great, you know, because we kind of before, you know, with McFadden going to Roth and, you know, in Casey not out there, you kind of lose a car. So not everyone hates you never want to see a car go away. So to see that come back was good. But now sprint car racing's healthy. I mean, Knoxville's, you know, up in their purse a little bit. You know, I think it's going to be really good at, you know, weekly at Houston. So even for us, which is, you know, a small Midwest-based team, you know, we can race, you know, 40, 50 times a year for really good money. So that's something that uh, I'm really excited for this year, for sure. And there's a lot of big races, you know, at the tracks that we go to all the time, Jackson, Knoxville, Houston. So, I mean, that's our big goal for this year is, you know, to really make sure we show up and, you know, perform at those deals. So we're going to team up and get you an Eldora Million ride, right? What's that? We're going to team up and get you an Eldora Million ride, right? I wish. That is insane. I couldn't imagine racing. I mean, these 100,000 to win races for us, you know, blow me out of the water. Those late model guys, they see a 10,000 to win race and they're like, I don't know if it's worth my time. It's like, <laughs> two I don't know. You know, those guys, they race for big money. It's uh, it's pretty impressive, but that all it all kind of trickles down, you know, and uh, and the sprint car guys, the promoters, they'll see that. And I don't think there'll be a million dollar to win sprint car race anytime soon. But, you know, we're definitely we're moving that way. That, uh, that extended 20 feet in the toter home costs a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't see a lot of feather lights and 52 foot trailers with those guys. Big toter home guys. Absolutely. So uh, your, your PR representative. Uh, reached out to me said you had a big announcement to give us me yeah i don't know if i got no big announcement to make, <laughs> I, had to, I had to try to do my best yeah. right. no, no, no same, old, same old for next year you know we'll uh we'll do knoxville Houston, jackson uh you know all the stuff around here we're gonna uh go down and hopefully race florida for a little bit you know probably not the lucia but we'll go down and do east bay and maybe those all-star shows and stuff like that but uh i would like to you know get through you know, the season up here and then maybe go out east a little bit, you know, after the season's over. I've never, I've gone to the West Coast. I've never gone to Pennsylvania or anywhere like that. So I'd like to do that. But no, no, uh, no big major announcements right now. Oh, you'll be the first to know for sure. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Um, and your brother went out uh, and tried to do the West Coast thing a little bit last year, but he's going to be in the 88 uh, this season at Knoxville. What's, uh, I've never asked you this question. What, what kind of direction do you want 
your career to go and what what led you to uh, you know just saying east coast a little bit back do you just want to race on these tracks kind of see if you like them see if you anything takes for you stuff like that yeah or? you know um they race you know those guys they've got some super hardcore fans i mean you'll see here in a couple of months they'll have that icebreaker at lincoln oh. pennsylvania oh, it'll be snowing and there'll be six thousand people in the stands you know they're they don't care they're awesome i'm so uh, over the pandemic, we did a uh, the top nine or something. There's some Twitter trend going around where you put nine mm -hmm. things in a box, and it's like, here's yeah. the top nine people here. And we did a <laughs> Pennsylvania one, and I got with like three or four Pennsylvania fans about it. I've never been bitched at harder. <laughs> the drivers that I selected in there, and I, I, it was mainly guided by these guys, and we all kind of agreed on. I was like, I've heard of this guy, but I've never heard of this guy. I don't know if that tells you anything. And they can overrule something, but I've never gotten so many comments that were just like, "Who the hell did this?" Like, always, <laughs> always complaining. It's, it's it's a good old time. They're hardcore, but that's what makes them awesome, man. I mean, they they show up, they represent, they don't care. You know, they'll be there. And honestly, uh, you know, we have some great fans around Knoxville, but the fans up in Sioux Falls in South Dakota, they're kind of the closest. You know, we have, you know, to that Pennsylvania style up there. They're diehards. And when Houston came back, you know, they. They really, uh, you know, showed their appreciation and, you know, they buy T-shirts, they come down to the pits afterwards, you know, there's those type of people. So, no, uh, I just thought uh, the East Coast is kind of a terrain I've never done before. And uh, those tracks seem a little bit more like probably my style. You know, they're a big, fast half miles to most of them. And, you know, they don't really have any short tracks, which I don't mind short tracks or anything. But, you know, that's kind of more my style. So I thought, you know, maybe, you know, we've went out to California a few times, did that. You know, I'd like to I'd like to go the other way and see what happens. You know the short track thing. You're kind of uh, you beat you at least beat Ericsson Jenison on coming on the podcast. So that's yeah, okay. I, got, I mean, you know, me and you we're very close friends, and we uh, we you won't have me on the pod, but that's cool. Person, person did go through nine text messages of me without uh, responding to a single one. Ask. I'm the worst. I'm sorry. I'm. <laughs> Get my friends, ask my brother, ask anybody. I'm the I was worst. Waiting for a text like I, on Twitter, like, hey, I changed my number, number, just so you know. No, if we were if we weren't doing it on my phone, I would show you. I got like sixty unread text messages at all times. I'm just figuring out. I thought you emailed me. I didn't know. I was. I, was, I thought you mailed it to me. I didn't know. <laughs> oh, I'll do paper mail next time. We'll yeah, formal <laughs> invitation. I will get back faster that way. I checked the mail. So uh, <laughs> on on the uh, January schedule for a year to race the Chili Bowl for the second time, according to my research. Let me know if that's false. No, that's right. That's right. Carson sucked last time. He only made the J-Main. <laughs> so that was kind of, that was actually kind of funny. So I, uh, I started outside front row and I'm like third of my heat and had to run the C and uh, I got taken out in the transfer spot. So it was kind of funny though. Cause like, yeah, on Saturday, I'm in like, it w wasn't even the Z. It was like the nine main, like they had to use a number. They ran out of letters. I was that deep. And it was kind of funny because, like, you wake up at 8 in the morning, you go hot lap, and I transferred through a couple of them and then uh, finally, you know, didn't transfer. And then I just went back to my hotel and hung out for a while. And I was looking at Peyton. I was like, what a weird morning. I just went and raced the midget for a couple hours, then came back, and now we're watching Friends. It's like, this is weird. <laughs> it's a weird day. But was it's it, a lot of fun. Was it fun to watch Friends, and did you go party afterwards? What's that? Was it fun to sit there and watch Friends, and then did you go party after that? Oh, of course, of course, yes. Uh, they got. I don't know if you ever been to the Chili Bowl, but it's a uh, it's a good time. No, and that's the shitty thing that I have bad news to break to you. Uh, I was so I got uh, I was doing I'm doing recruiting stuff for Cyclone Fanatic now. So mm -hmm. National Signing Day came on December fifteenth. Um, so that like 
all came up at the same time. I was like, racing's chilling out. You know, Iowa State has the Cyhawk game. That's about the only big thing in December for me to look at. And, mm. okay, now I got to ramp up recruiting for two weeks here, really go head over heels into it. And the day after signing day, I go to fill out my Chili Bowl credential, and it's like, uh, all credentials due December 15th, no exceptions. <laughs> but I need to, I'm trying to ask people for favors. I haven't had any luck on people that know people at the Chili Bowl, so I might just have to call them this week and be like, Hey man, please. Yeah, uh, so we'll see. Maybe I'll come down as your crew chief. Yeah, there you go. No, the the chili bowl for me is a ton of fun as a driver because I mean, for me, I know there's a lot of guys there. I mean, there's 300 and whatever billion cars, and let's be honest, only about four or five of them have a realistic shot to win. And uh, so for me, and the, just the way I felt about it last time, the way I felt about this time, it's just it's a cool opportunity. You know, you do this as your job all summer long and it gets kind of stressful. You know, it's not, it's not always fun and games, but you get to go down there and it basically is, you know, it's an expedition or, you know, and you get to, you know, just kind of just enjoy driving a race car without, you know, any pressure or anything like that and just go have fun and whatever, see what happens. If you do good, great. If you suck and you're in the Q main again, like no one cares. So, you know, it's just one of those deals. Do you have goals to reach higher than the J main this time? Yeah, I would like to make, <laughs> My goal, my goal for the Chili Bowl, and it's kind of a big goal. See, I want is to be still racing when it goes live on MAF TV because it's like what, like the D main or something like that. Uh, last year they picked it at the C, but I uh, thought I read this year they pick it at the E. Uh yeah, we need it. We need to lower that back a little bit. We need to get like the F main on TV, and then I might, I might have a shot there. I'll but just send like on. three or four more tweets about you, and that should make up the difference. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, so if I if I make my preliminary feature and if I'm still racing when my grandma tunes in on Mav TV, then I'll be happy. You need to get your uh, grandma some flow racing access. Yeah, yeah, I know she's best. She won't watch it. So if you're not in the sea, I ain't watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, I'm hoping uh, it should be fun for the Chili Bowl. That's uh, I guess I should get your perspective on this. Cause my opinion is. It's kind of changed from it, but it used to be like a solid, like, raise the damn purse. You're yeah. really only awarding $10,000 the winner of this race. They just beat 370 people. Come on. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? Should they raise it, or is it fine where it's at? Because they're well, still getting, you're still getting almost a record amount of entries this year. When they update well, it, it'll be a record. That's the thing. You know, uh, I don't know, you know, exactly, you know, all the ins and outs of it, but you know, if you're if you're the Hans and you're putting it on, and you know, everyone's still showing up. You know, why raise the purse? Like, so I don't I don't blame them there. I mean, uh, they had that indoor race, you know, about you know a month ago now, and they only had like you know twenty some cars show up for ten thousand, which that was a you know different situation and everything with just coming off the USAC deal. But um, I mean, if if you're the if you're Carl Larson or Christopher Bell or Rico or one of those guys, then yeah, you're probably like, hey, let's bump it up. But everyone else is like, hey, it doesn't pay for the queue so whatever and and if you're the hans i mean it's everyone's still showing up so i mean if you were if you were selling something and at a high price and everyone's still buying you know you're not going to lower it so it's just it is what it is yeah and i know they uh they use that the profit to pay for a lot of the natural horse stuff later in the year so I, i've been i've been swayed on it a little bit but yeah it, it uh it's one of those deals everyone's just kind of racing for that trailer so oh well on the uh, on Knoxville this year, I wanted to ask if you had any uh, New Year's resolutions that relate to your racing or any goals oriented with the 2022 season. 
uh, win some more damn races. That's for sure. That's our, that's all our goal is every year. I mean, we want to win the championship for sure. Um, with Austin coming back, that's going to make that even more difficult than it already is. But, uh, you know, our goal as always is just to win as many races as we can. You know, we put ourselves in position a few times, you know, last year, and we definitely should have, should have knocked off a couple of uses. Just a couple of things didn't go our way, but no, we're focusing. I got, I uh, got a new crew guy. His name's Kyle Paddock. He's from New York. He's kicking ass. Uh, we're building some pretty badass shop or, you know, race cars out in the shop. So we're just, uh, we're just going to come out swinging and, uh, every night, you know, we're there to win and we'll let the points and everything fall where they may. Absolutely. If you guys, uh, didn't notice from any of our tweets or anything, um, Carson nearly won the Houston's championship last season. Uh, one of those nine unread texts I think was like Carson have wrecked and <laughs> they're cleaning up the wreck and they haven't said anything about if he's okay or not. <laughs> uh, and I said, hey, hope you're okay in reading this or something. Uh, tough luck. Ho hopefully you get on. I don't, I don't even know what I said to you. Uh, and you didn't respond. I think you said good going, idiot. Yeah, that was probably something along those lines. Like, <laughs> I put money on you to win on DraftKings. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> I, had a, I had a plus 10,000 future on Carson winning the title. At yeah. The start of the year. <laughs> Screwed me out of about 300 bucks. It's terrible. Yeah, uh, it's awesome. So obviously having Houston's back helps sprint car racing so much, but you got, I mean, you're going to be one of the favorites to win the Houston's championship. How bad do you want that uh, and to beat Justin Henderson there? Uh, you know, I'm a, there's no like, you know, person I'm out, you know, to beat, I'm out to beat them all every night. You know, I don't take anybody lightly or anything like that. You know, we're always racing hard, but uh, you know, I just, um, that would be great. Um, you know, we've been able to win a couple of championships at Knoxville in the 305 and 360. And it's just, it's a great, you know, thing to have going into the off season when you're trying to get sponsors and everything like that. And just, you know, be able to put my name in the history books along with everybody else. So yeah, we, uh, we want it really bad and uh, we want one at Knoxville too. So we're going to be working really hard in that. I mean, that, those are our goals, you know, to win races there and take home those championships. So that kind of, all right, I'll, I'll try to tie this, tie this all together. Uh, but a week ago, uh, in the Xfinity series, they announced that Noah Gregson and Daniel Hemrick, who got in a fist fight last season in NASCAR, are going to be teammates next year. Um, a, would you be teammates with someone you fought? I don't know how many people you fought. Or B, <laughs> actually, yeah, let's do that. Have you you haven't fought anybody? I'm guessing. No, no, I'm I'm nice. I'm polite. Uh, you know, I've, no, I've never I've never been in a fight at the racetrack. No, Carson's a very nice kid. All right, uh, my. So this leads me into, uh, I think, was it Nationals week that someone was coming after Austin? One of the Pennsylvania uh, guys? Uh, yeah, that wasn't too bad, though. Yeah, he had that little altercation in the, the heat race on Friday night. But it wasn't uh, it wasn't as heated as you think. And Austin was not goofy. He was seeing stars. He didn't really know what the heck was going on anyway. So, no, that was one of those deals. But it's, it's funny with racing. Um, I remember Ian Madsen told me this one time, and it stuck with me, and I thought it was hilarious. It was like, we were hanging out after the races one night at Houston. And he's like, listen, if you can't, you know, flip somebody off or get into an altercation, you know, a little bit at the races and then go have a beer with them, you know, two hours later at the bar, then you're in the wrong sport. And I like that a lot because, you know, you're in the heat of the moment. It's easy to get angry and everything like that. And then you kind of look back and you're like, ah, you know, it wasn't that big a deal. or I shouldn't have acted like that. I overreacted or they did whatever. But, you know, it's a. Uh, it's just one of those deals. So I would, I'd be, if the, the thing was right, you know, the opportunity was right, you know, I'd be, you know, you know, teammates with anybody. I don't care. 
Absolutely. Uh, no, I, I don't think I've told the story on this podcast. I was playing hockey in St. Louis a couple years ago, uh, and this tall dude, um, he's taller than Austin, probably like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, uh, he had cross-checked me about 30 seconds before this uh, and then went and fought me for a puck. I got the puck out. I think it went to my teammate. I hope it did. Uh, and I went, <laughs> I went to get up, and when I got up, I like – it was inadvertent, but I, I owned it like I did it on purpose. Uh, but I put his face into the ground, back <laughs> in his helmet to get up, uh, and we actually went out uh, after the weekend of games, and this guy comes up to me at the bar. He's like, hey, you shoved my face in the ground at the game today? I, well, probably. I, I don't know if that was <laughs> you or not, but you're six nine. You got a beard. Yeah, you, you look like the same guy. He goes, that was funny as <laughs> shit. I couldn't believe someone did that. But yeah, it, I mean, hockey players like it's it's the there's so many comparisons in the sport because you can you can get in a fight, but as long as you're good off the track, like that's a completely different thing. Oh yeah, we've all seen it a million times. You got you know your buddies or whatever they get into a fight and then they're best friends five minutes later. That's just how guys are for whatever reason. No, so I have kind of a different gear check in when I see one of my teammates have something thrown at them. When do you have that instinct with your brother at all? Oh, for sure. I mean, he's my brother. He's my best friend. You know, I mean, yeah, you know, if someone's come, you know, comes after him, they got to go through me too type of deal. But, and he's, you know, that way with me too. But luckily we haven't, uh, I would, I would, you know, people may disagree, but I think me and him both race really clean. And, you know, I never really throw a slider unless I know for sure I got it covered. And uh, so I kind of never really had too many issues with that, but there are, there are times, you know, when people come down and got something to say, and honestly, as as long as you're okay and you know everything's fine, you know just kind of laugh it off and whatever. On to the next one. Absolutely. Uh, I want, I did want to ask you about his uh, deal with the '88 car. What do you think about that? It's going to be a good deal. I'm excited for Austin. You know, uh, it's a great opportunity for him. You know, me and him have both you know owned our teams for the last few years, and uh, you know he gets to go out and uh, you know have an opportunity to drive for an established you know great team, and I think. Uh, I think everyone, you know, at Knoxville and Houston is probably, you know, including me, is a little nervous. You know, it was kind of nice having him, you know, go away for a few months, give us, give the rest of us a shot. So, but uh, we'll we'll see what we can do. We're going to come out swinging. I think he's going to be, you know, really tough to beat everywhere he goes this year. Is there anything different, uh, you know, just owning your own team, driving for yourself, than driving for a team owner aside from, you know, consistent results? Uh, it's there's there's pros and cons to it, you know. It can be really rewarding, so, you know, sometimes when you win a race or, you know, you do really good, you get to keep all the money and stuff like that. But then you also got when you blow up two motors and jump a couple cars, you got to pay for everything, too. But I would say the best thing for me about owning my own team the last few years is not having to find a ride during the winter. I've been there. I've done it. It sucks. And uh, especially it doesn't seem like it's quite as bad this year. But I remember there was probably three or four years ago, you know, 2017, 18. Um, there were so many guys, you know, so many big name guys like Dale Blaney, Shane Stewart, Craig Delansky, all these guys looking for rides. And so when you're calling the same people they're calling, you know, it's tough for them to take a chance on you when they got a guy like that, you know, wanting to drive for them too. But a lot of those guys have kind of retired now. So it's not, I feel like the silly season is, hasn't been that crazy this year at all, just because there's not as much turnover, everything like that. But going in when the season's done and you know, you got a plan, you know, you got a job for next year. That's, it's a nice feeling. For sure. Um, all right. I think we – let me go over this. I think we've got 
most of the stuff I wanted to talk to you about, I should let's uh, Cody Ledger. I did want to mention him. Uh, how's how's his health and everything? I know he mentioned in the press release that he wasn't good enough to drive, and that's why you're driving his car. Is this like a one year deal, or has he been kind of friends with you for a long time? Oh, we've known each other for a long time. We used to race micros together in Nebraska years ago. And uh, so we've always kind of, you know, been kind of racetrack friends and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, me, Cody and his dad get along really well. And they came up to me after that last week of uh, I-80 and were like, hey, would you want to drive our car? It's Chili Bowl. And I was like, absolutely, for sure. That's not even a question. So they're really great people. And it's really cool of them to, you know, give me a shot. You know, I wish obviously it was under different circumstances, you know, but uh, Cody's a tough kid. You know, I, I'm pretty sure he plans on, you know, getting back into a race car some next year. So uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Absolutely. It'll be, it's really fun watching uh, just more people that I know uh, in the Chili Bowl, especially you. Uh, and we've, we've done this for a crap ton of drivers uh, that come on. If you could drive any like non-conventional uh, vehicles, so throw out NASCAR, throw out your Indy car, what would you do? Would it be a monster truck? You're a big monster jam guy, I know. Ah, uh, driving a monster truck would be pretty cool. I bet it's a lot harder than it looks. That's for sure. You know, they got some crazy stuff going on in those cars. But man, I don't know. I would always. I don't. Um, I don't know exactly what they're called, but you know that like Lucas Oil, you know, off road dirt truck stuff they do with the ramps and everything. I've always wanted to do that. That looks pretty cool. I think I'd have a good time doing that sometime. But um, I'm kind of a. Uh, I really, honestly, I don't watch a lot of racing besides sprint cars. I really don't. Don't watch a lot of NASCAR. Um, I do I, I do like NASCAR, and I like IndyCar and Formula 1, but Formula 1 starts at, like, 5 in the morning. Not a chance. I'm waking up for that. I was going to say, wait, take the next 60 seconds, say anything bad about Formula 1. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not knocking Formula 1, even though it's like a robot car. But um, it's. Uh, I'm just, I'm, you know, especially wing sprint car racing. That's pretty much, you know, the only type of racing that, you know, that I really truly love and like, but uh, if, you know, if Larson's up front, I'll watch the NASCAR race. So I pretty much watch them all now because uh, he's pretty much up front every time, but I love the Indy 500. I mean, if there's any race in the world that I could race or, you know, what that would be, you know, my bucket list race right there, that would be incredible. But uh, I really, this pretty much just sprint cars for me. It's racing on Indy 500 Sunday next year. What's that? Massachusetts racing on the 500 Sunday. I yeah. Think, they, uh, they, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They always do. Yeah. They always do, but that's okay. I was say, we'll throw a big party at your shop. I was going to run out of your race shop, but never mind that. Chris would be, would love that. He's on me all the time. He's like, we got to have some beers at the shop sometime. And I'm like, well, bring it over. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not joking. So I didn't know his kid was in the hospital. Uh, this is some behind the scenes for you guys that follow the cyclone fanatic and all that. Uh, so I texted him. Today, because I was like, "Hey, Damon's driving to Orlando today. I assume you're there and everything, and uh, probably busy. But if you could take 20 minutes uh, and just come on and do an interview with Carson with me, that'd be great." And his kid, I think, was in the ER Christmas Eve night uh, through Sunday, um, and he's just been battling. It's like a magnet of him sicknesses or his kids getting sick. Uh, yeah. So he said. No, nah, just wait. We'll do that podcast closer to the season. We, we'll take some gear down there to uh, Carson's team shop, and we'll do it then. <laughs> I, 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 I Because I, I actually listen to a lot more. I At first, I was anti when podcasts first kind of got popular. 
I was anti-podcast. I'm like, it's talk right. radio. What are you guys talking about? What are you? And now I, I listen to them all the time. And it's funny because I never, there's so many podcasts out there like where you can learn stuff. You know, they got stuff about real estate and being successful and all this stuff. And I just listen to dumb comedians make fart jokes the entire time. So I don't, I don't use my part, my podcast very well. But you I are, do you like, are going on the uh, How to Make Money Quick podcast? No, no, no. Foundation? No, no, I don't do any of that crypto stuff. <laughs> All my friends are like, you got to get into crypto. And I'm like, oh, I'm, man. I'm, pretty, I'm pretty heavy into the railroads right now. So uh, once I figure that out, uh, maybe I'll do that. But What are you into <laughs> with the railroads? I'm just joking. Everyone, oh, okay. <laughs> everyone's going to the future crypto. I'm buying railroad bonds. I'm going the opposite. <laughs> Honestly, all these guys are like gotta get in the crypto, and I'm like, I can't. Can I finish? I don't even know how real money works yet. I don't even. What are you talking about? Get into this internet money, dude. I learned about national debt for like 15 minutes, drunk at a bar with one of my buddies. <laughs> it's a crazy thing. The more you learn about it, yeah, it, it makes just, no me. I just figured out how to write a check. So that's, <laughs> that's, <laughs> that is one thing I, I did this year. You know, owning my own team that I thought I'd never do as an adult. I finished a checkbook. I don't know if you have it. You probably don't even know if you have no, it. No, I, I, I know what a checkbook is. I actually learned how to write checks and do all that shit in like sixth grade. Yeah, they teach you how to do it. I never had to do it. So I went to go pay my tire bill and I'm like, uh, can you walk me through this? I don't remember sixth grade that very much. But no, it's a, that's something I did. And I was like, wow, I never in a million years thought this would ever happen. Yeah, it, it was funny. So we had, we learned how to write checks and all that stuff. And then we went to this, like, it was like a business setting in like a strip mall, kind of. And they Exchange rented out. This, what's that? Exchange City? Oh, uh, they called it J Junior Achievement Biz Town. But I oh. guarantee it was just like what you're thinking. Yeah. Um, and so they, they actually had one student be the cop. And <laughs> the cop's only job, only description in her job was to anyone who stepped on the grass, which was yeah. a carpeted rug, to write them a <laughs> citation and find them. Yeah. And this girl got, like, bullied for the next month and a half because she's writing <laughs> all these citations for kids putting a quarter inch of their shoe on the grass. And I was like, that's like, the, who who's giving that job out? Like, come on. <laughs> I ran for mayor. I, uh, I remember I my thing was... Uh, don't smoke crack, vote for C-Mac. And that did not go very well with the faculty. They did not think that was really. Bad. That's yeah, a fantastic, did. no, that's a great slogan. Yeah, and it's not like I'm saying, hey, smoke crack, you know? <laughs> I said, don't smoke crack, come on now. So I, I had to change it to don't be whack, and which I thought was worse. I'm like, that's stupid. Well, but, you were ahead of the curve on whack because that got popular like a year or two ago. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm, you know, I do it all. <laughs> Well, if you if you guys uh, didn't know, we were the first car sponsorship we've ever had uh, was a little sticker on Carson's car. Um, you got to zoom in a lot to see it. We never got the sticker on a T-shirt of Carson's with our sticker on the car. <laughs> Not pissed about that at all. Oh, uh, it was great. We want to uh, we want to keep doing that. It's tough because we haven't made uh, a ton of the advertising money that we have wanted to make so far with the website. We do have a big announcement coming up, so stay tuned for that. I don't want to hype that up too much, but uh, yeah, it was it was really cool being on Carson's car for what, like six races? Uh, yeah, that was super. It was funny because I was only dealing with you, and I had no. I listened to you know Chris's show for years in the shop, 
and you're like, hey, you know, uh, you know, it's all set up. My boss is going to, you know, email you, blah, blah, blah. And I get this email from Chris Williams and I was kind of starstruck. I'm like, oh, crap. Like, this is kind of serious. I got to focus up here. I remember. I mean, when I'm I not a big deal in Carson, but Chris is. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I uh, I remember when I first I've only done his show with him and Ross one time. And, you know, I've done stuff like this. I've done, you know, podcast and, you know, random stuff. But I remember before I did his, I was like, crap, like I got to focus. Like people listen to that show, like a lot of people. I was like, I, I can't. Listen to us, so you, you can let your guard down. a bit. Yeah. You know, me and you are the only people that are going to see this. So we, right. I, we can say. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But I remember getting on there. And being like, crap, I gotta, I gotta focus up. I gotta come up with some good material here and see if we could, you know, do good. And then I got, you know, a ton of people text me and all this stuff. I was like, thank God. And they only had me on for like thirty-two seconds. Which Dude, was it was like five minutes. I was pissed about that because it was. <laughs> it, I think it was supposed to be more. I think they were supposed to do a couple more. Chris is, Chris is bit like busier than you are. Does that make sense? I'm not like oh, insulting you or either either way. The amount of mess he says he like. I was in my job interview for Cyclone Fanatic. I actually showed up an hour late because I thought they said one time and they said a different time. <laughs> so I, that's a great, just, I, I was like worried about that for the 30, 30 minute drive I had down to whatever restaurant we met at. No, but no, back, to, back to where we started, I would love to actually sit down, set up some microphones, kick back, you know, have a couple beers and talk some race and see what we'd come up with. I'd be like, that'd yeah. be some content. It'd either yeah, be really or we'd have to, you know, destroy it and delete it and hide it forever. Well, now here's the deal: we can heavily edit everything. <laughs> also, uh, we could do that, have like hour-long special something, and just kick back and watch racing. You know, I, mean, I got I'm I'm putting my racing schedule together. Last year it was ten pages. This year it's gotten up to sixteen. Uh, don't ask me how the hell that happened. Uh, I think I added a lot of racing series, but. We could find something to watch uh, sometime around uh, kind of when Knoxville season starts. Yeah, yeah. No, that'd be, that'd be a good time. We should definitely do that. And then uh, what um, – kind of going into the year, you know, what, what are you looking for? Are you excited for, to race against anyone in the Chili Bowl, see anyone down there? Um, as far as Knoxville and Houston goes, just excited to get back going? I'm just excited to get back in a race car. And, uh, you know, do my thing, do what I do. So that'll be a lot of fun. It's kind of a nice little tune up, um, you know, before the season gets started, get back kind of familiar with the race car and everything like that. But now I'm just I'm just kind of looking to go down, have a great time, hang out with all, you know, my racing buddies, stuff like that. It's uh, it's a great place to meet people. Everyone's there. But, you know, it is one of those deals. You know, if you do do really well, you know, everyone's kind of got their eyes on it. So if you can, you know, impress somebody and, you know, you can definitely build some relationships there because. I mean, that's the beauty of the Chili Bowl is just, there's nothing else going on. And it's, it's the greatest promotion in the world because it takes away the one thing a promoter can't control, which is the weather. So, I mean, everybody knows that they're, you know, that race is going to come on. It's going to be, you know, be there. So, but no, I'm just excited to get back in a race car, throw some sliders, see what we can do. You don't think uh, COVID's going to cancel the Chili Bowl? No, no. I think, <laughs> I think we'll be all right. If it didn't, if it couldn't get it last year, they ain't going to get us this year. <laughs> um. And then what I, okay, I prepared for this podcast, but my preparation was just playing the old sprint car game I have on PS2. <laughs> what did you finish, what did you finish in standings last year, Nash? Was it seventh or eighth? Ah, jeez. Let's go. I want to say seventh, but I think it was eighth. I don't know. I can't. Okay, that tells me you don't take enough stock in it. We need to, I want drivers to care about standings more. 
Yeah, uh, I definitely care, but it's just, it was one of those deals. We had so many, we just had a real up and down season at Knoxville. You know, we would run top three and the next week, you know, we'd have something happen and we just had a lot of stupid stuff happen. Pack, I packed a right rear full of mud two weeks in a row, you know, had a header break on me one time and just had a lot of stupid stuff that shouldn't happen, happen, but, and took us out of some races, you know, where we should have ran well. I ran out of fuel, uh, you know, running the top 10 the last night there and just a lot of stupid stuff. So we just got to, it's got to eliminate those mistakes and eliminate that's, you know, all comes down from, you know, preparation in the shop. I mean, there's obviously stuff out of your control, you know, with motors and everything, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a machine parts fail sometimes. So, um, but the stuff that you can't control, we got to make sure that, uh, you know, it's up to date and top notch and ready to go. That's on my, uh, that's on my bucket list. I actually had a time for a banquet this year. So they, they said, I'll come down to the banquet, just pay 50 bucks or whatever it is, and you get your hotel room for the weekend. I'll do that next year. Honestly, the Nashville banquet is probably the nicest banquet in the country. I mean, I saw the World of Outlaw banquet. They're all like, you know, at some random hotel and jeans and stuff. And, you know, the Knoxville banquet is kind of a, a suit and tie and there's 400 people. And it's a that's one. That's the great thing about Knoxville is, you know, they don't do anything, you know, half assed. They they do it the best, you know. Out of everybody, you know, they knock it out of the park every time. So to give us a banquet like that, you know, with 300 people and a big ballroom and the great trophies and everything like that is something me as a driver and owner definitely appreciates. All right. Does everyone at the banquet wear black suits? Well, so here's the deal. So it, it's a it's a racing banquet. So you'll have your guys like in tuxedos and you'll have your guys, you know, in Robert Bell shirts. So it's just there's whatever. Basically, I, can whatever. Wear, I can wear a McCarl shirt. Yeah. Uh, no that one probably one wouldn't slide too well with unbiased crap. If you show up in jeans, jeans and a, a racing shirt, no one's going to be like, who's this weirdo? No, you'll fit right <laughs> in. I, I, I always got to look for excuses to wear my Christmas suit. I got, <laughs> I got a jacket and pants. It's red, white, and blue. It's got reindeers all over it. It's fantastic. That would be, they would love that. No, you'd be you'd fit in. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, what, um, I guess it, you can talk about Knoxville, Houston's any racing series this year. What kind of storylines? Um, intrigue you as a driver, maybe looking at it on the outside or maybe looking at it from, okay, this is my competitor. Let's see how this guy does. Uh, I don't, you know, I never really paid attention too much to what my competitors are doing or anything like that. You know, to me, the big, you, my finish, big, you finished seventh or eighth in the standings last year. Maybe you should. Maybe, maybe. I guess <laughs> so, <but> my, uh, <laughs> my thing is, uh, you know, my biggest competitor is, you know, that racetrack and, uh, making sure that I make the right calls on the car and, you know, make the right, you know, decisions out there. So as long as I get my car right and I don't do anything stupid, you know, we should, you know, be able to beat it just about anybody. So I don't worry too much, you know, cause this sport with, I'm sure with all auto racing and every sport, it's a lot of, a lot of monkey see monkey do. And uh, I try, I try to avoid that as much as possible and stick to what I know and stick to the basics. It seems like anytime I get off to the Joneses, try and, you know, crazy wings or different shocks and stuff like that, crazy setups, you know, it, uh, we start getting slower and then I go back to the basics and, you know, we're back up front. So I always just try to stick what I'm to what I know and what I do. And it seems to work out most of the time, except, uh, last year when I ran seventh or eighth or ninth or whatever the heck it was. <laughs> I think it was six. I don't, I don't know. think it was your worst. Just so you know, just so if you're ever talking to a race car driver and they're like, Hey, you're like, Hey, how'd you do? I was like, Oh, I was like ninth or 10th. They were 10th every time. We all say they're like, oh, you know, I was like 11th or 12th. Like, you were 12th every time. It's always you were definitely 8th. Yeah. <laughs> You're looking at, yeah, I'm sure I was. 
All right, guys. Uh, did you have anything else you want to talk about while we're on the air, Carson? Jeez, I don't know. I saw the I saw Iowa State's going to the Cheez It Bowl. That's kind of hilarious. That's right, a big bowl game, huge. I think every bowl game is a big bowl game, though. So I just think it's so funny how these bowl games have like these crazy names. Like, how could like in thirty years, like some guy, some linebacker is going to be telling his kids like we went down and met up with Clemson and kicked their ass at the Cheez It Bowl. Like, what yeah, it's, I mean, it's way funnier when there's a name and then the bowl game. So like it's like a sponsorship name, so like the Tropical Smoothie Frisco Bowl or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, and just with with all the bowl games, just saying the sponsor before the bowl is always the funniest shit. Yeah, exactly. People think they're like, oh, I don't want to take any of the pizzazz off the bowl. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You got to say that whack <laughs> sponsor's name, dude. No, it's that. When I saw that today, that we're we're bad one for the cheese it bowl. I'm like, this is a big deal. We gotta. Focus. No, you remember you remember the camping world bowl, right? The, the camping world bowl. That doesn't yeah. sound that. That sounds. Kind yeah. Of th so this is the same bowl. They oh, okay. Sponsorships. They used to have a different bowl game called the cheese it bowl, <laughs> and now this one is now the cheese it bowl. And camping world and, is not sponsoring. Like this year, we're in the potato LA bowl. Everyone's excited. So, yeah, uh, Big 12 never gets the chance to go to Boise, Idaho. I wish yeah. we could fucking walk up there and go play on the blue turf and then pour potatoes over Matt Campbell's head. It would be <laughs> so much fun, and everyone just has so many obligations to it. So That's like a pre-Christmas bowl, too. Like Everyone can go home for Christmas. You travel there. It's like December 21st, and then you get back for the holidays. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love all the bowl games, so it kills me seeing – all these getting canceled because, you know what, um, the people listening to this probably won't get too mad at me. But I, I think there's an easy, like, hey, our team has COVID, we can't play. That they, just, yeah. they just don't want to go to the bowl game. But, I mean, it, it is a, it's a participation trophy, but, like, you might get a cool-looking trophy. I don't know. I it's feel like, like a cool participation trophy. Yeah, yeah I, gotta, I feel like if you're a college football coach, you should be wanting to play whoever, uh, yeah, just at whatever time, you know. Yeah, I uh, I gotta if before we start the podcast with you and Chris, I definitely it's funny because I don't I don't listen to a, I don't watch a ton of sports. Like I'll watch you know NFL on Sunday here and there. Like I'm a I'm a Tampa Bay fan and stuff like that. Which I and I was before Tom Brady. I promise. All right, and, I was giving me my next question. Yeah, but uh, it's funny, boy. I'll, I'll listen to Chris's show and those guys. And so, like, I'll be able to talk in public about sports, but I actually have no idea. I'm just totally stealing what they said. I actually have no idea what I'm talking about at all. But uh, who's, they, your, they, who's your NHL team? My favorite, uh, Tampa Bay Lightning. Come on now. I'm a big oh, Tampa fuck. guy. That's so oh, – no, you, you picked that because you know I'm a Stars fan and Tampa <laughs> in the Cup. No, it's actually, it's thing. only because only be, – that's I've been to one – actually, I've been to two. I have been to a Minnesota Wild game. I do like the Wild. My wife's from Minnesota. So that's even say. worse. Carson, you got to stop. You got, I think, man, oh, <laughs> the Wild, dude. Yeah, so no, I thought you were a Wild fan. No, I hate the – I'm a big Dallas fan. I'm like one uh, of four Dallas fans in Iowa. Well, Carson just followed me on Twitter today uh, in preparation for this podcast. I thought I called you. I didn't know. And then I went to your profile and I was like, what the heck? I don't know. I think, I think he followed me and then unfollowed me at some point because I probably tweeted something stupid. <laughs> I did the I did the follow, so you follow me back and then I unfollow you. Gig. I did that. Yeah, yeah. No, it's smart. It's good for your ratio. 
Yeah. <laughs> I do that to, if I see like three politics tweets from someone in a row, then I unfollow them. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll get that quite like, hey, why do you unfollow me? Is it because I said fuck Biden? I said no, it's because you're just like spewing bullshit like all day long. I, I'm just like, yeah, I agree with you. Like he's doing shit too. C come on, man. Like I don't give a shit. Yes, yes. No, it is nice to kind of get that stuff out of there and talk about other stuff every once in a while. But you know, Twitter's Twitter's funny because it's just like everybody yelling at you you know, from across the world and you get on Facebook and it's like all of your friends, you know, from home yelling at you, you know, it's more See, local. Now, Facebook, Facebook, you get more of the like, man, that guy's really stupid. <laughs> you got to do like a little check to yourself. Like I just clicked on a comment tab on Facebook. What am I doing today? I need to go back to work. <laughs> oh, it's like man. I get on TikTok to cleanse my Facebook crap and then it like just leads back to Twitter and then back to work. It's all just a cycle. I'm not on. I'm not on the TikTok. I've never. I don't understand it. I don't get we, it. We need to get Carson on TikTok. I don't think so. I don't think. I think I, it would boom your racing brand. I'm on Facebook probably the most out of all of them. I barely use Instagram. I'm. I'm old man. I don't. The stuff all confuses me. They're all. They're all stealing my identity. I don't know. I don't like it. We just need to get. We just need to get you on TikTok with. Use a couple of. Uh, so they, they play music on the TikToks, you know. You know what music is yeah. and all that. Yeah. You, I, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. You you do the dances and you look around. Oh no, weird. we don't even need to do that. We just have you driving the sprint car and you you just voice over and you're like, "This is me driving the sprint car." And then we could show the Houston's wreck and have you say like, "This is me where I fucked up." Right there. There it is. But maybe you use a different word than fucked up because TikTok will take that down. Nah, that sucks. We're not doing that. We'll, we'll do. That. <laughs> I don't <laughs> All right, guys. This has been Connor and Carson Carroll on the Always Racing Podcast. I uh, appreciate y'all listening. Have a uh, happy New Year if we don't do another one before New Year's Day. Uh, and enjoy your week and enjoy the holiday. Appreciate y'all.